0: The dedication of the project is, actually, is to my dad who uh, always coached my teams when I was growing up and actually raised myself, my brother and my sister um, as a single dad all the way through and my, my mom actually wasn't capable of doing it. So uh, he took it all on and was able to coach all of our teams, raised us with everything he had and we saw him you know, every day going to work, putting the suit on, doing his best to, to make it work with his three kids and constantly sacrificing himself.
1: That's Joe Pace and this is episode 8 of the Yoga Life podcast. Hello and welcome back loyal podcast listener Um, and if you're not loyal well as in if you're a newbie then this podcast is about yoga and it's about life. So I call it The Yoga Life. My name is Kevin and I'm the host. Every week I try to invite people on that I think will have an interesting story. So I teach yoga for a living and I'm interested in people that are not only yoga teachers or in, or yogis in general, but people that have uh, an, old, an interesting view on yoga or who've carved out a niche themselves as a yoga teacher. And one of the areas I'm really interested in is the online platforms like Yoga Glow, which I'm signed up to myself, and I was formerly a member of Kodi, which is now Allo Moves. I think this is a massive market. I think online services is only going to grow, and that's why I'm interested in our guest today, Joe Pace. Joe is the founder of Ice Water Yoga. This is an online platform that he's created himself from scratch, um, and uh, he's looking to carve out uh, a niche within the online um, online market. His story is really interesting, really inspiring. So I hope you enjoy this. And if you do at uh, any stage during the next um, 50 minutes or so of the podcast, I'd really appreciate if you rated me on, or rated us, I say us, it's just me, I do everything, the uh, yeah, the graphic design, the audio engineering, everything, but um, yeah, if you like what I'm doing, I'd really appreciate a review on iTunes, five stars would be preferable, And um, but either way, I really appreciate you listening, and hope you enjoy it. Hey Joe, how's it going? Uh, it's good, Kev, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you, good to finally speak with you. Um, I know we've been chatting over Instagram. Well, I think that's probably where most business uh, networking happens these days on Instagram.
0: It's where <laughs> it's where everybody is right now. It's where everybody is. I yeah. feel I feel bad for Facebook. <laughs> every, every time I go on Facebook, I'm like, ah oh, man, I, this this used to be a great thing.
1: <laughs> I know it's just too messy, man. This is too. And my mum's on. it. Well, you know, I will say that with Facebook, if I post something on, I'm guaranteed at least one
0: like, and that's on my mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes that's the uh the, f- the fist pump the fist pump no uh no it's like you know facebook was like the, it's like the og of of social media um yeah but it's all it's all instagram now apparently and, yeah absolutely yeah because you, you um because yeah,
1: to just to kind of give people some context um we spoke uh via instagram i after i did my first my podcast with Dev and Kelly and mm. um, and i seen that you' you' was reading about your platform ice water um, it's something that I um so I, I as I said to you before I um I, I, I've trained using yoga glow I've used Cody app which are now Alo moves right they've changed mm. to Alo moves yep is that right yeah and um, and you know I was thinking actually i I I've realized as a yoga teacher. When you use these these um, apps, not only are you obviously doing your own practice, but you're also learning new teaching cues from, from teachers all around the world. It, it, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some fantastic local teachers here, uh, my colleagues, my peers that are, that are brilliant, but it's really nice to hear uh, y- how yoga's taught on the other side of the world or by someone from a completely different background or different training. A lot of the people that I go to, that I go to yoga classes with here have have done the same training courses I've done, so they've got similar cues, similar ways of teaching, and um, I've become really, um, uh, I really am a big fan of of say Yoga Glow, for example. Um, but um, so this is this is where ice water comes in. So I suppose for the benefit of the of the listeners, what is ice water yoga? It,
0: yeah, sure, sure. So before <laughs> I even say uh, anything, just what you'd mentioned, I totally agree with. I think both of those platforms you mentioned, Yoga Glow and Aloe Moves, are awesome. <laughs> uh, I've, I've yeah. been more of a Yoga Glow person myself in the past. Um, mm. And yeah, I think what you mentioned is exactly right. Like They bring in amazing teachers. They have amazing content. Um, amazing tools to access the content and filter it. I mean, it's it's powerful. I, I think just overall, they've been an inspiration to me. And like I said, mostly mm. Yoga Glow, I've just kind of, you know, that's been where I've leaned. But, um, you know, I've checked out Aloe Moves too, and they have some amazing teachers on there and amazing content. So, um, <laughs> before I completely uh, bury the lead, uh, Icewater is uh, a platform that I started. It's all online, soon to be uh, an app where really all we're trying to do is build an experience that is similar to that studio experience that you were mentioning, Kev, um, mm-hmm. where we're all about the most practical uh, practical yoga that we can provide, um, where you know I'm, it's really built for almost like a former self, like my younger self, where I was completely thrown off by the world of yoga. Um, you know, I started doing a, a home practice and I wasn't really exposed to all the cultural aspects that come with yoga. And when I was, it was honestly just like a culture shock to me. I, I didn't, you know, the oming and the clothing and the everybody being ridiculously flexible and like all of those things were, were pretty intimidating to me. And I know for uh, a lot of people around me um let alone like the language and knowing what pose to do next and and all of those things so what Icewater water aims to do is really simplify everything we do our best to speak plain english to make things as practical as possible um and also challenge you so as opposed to trying to do everything for everybody we're really focusing on the person who really wants to get into yoga or just wants yoga that's really practical and and pragmatic straightforward mm. Um, with, that, with that studio feel, I think really, um, you know, a lot of the platforms out there have a lot of teachers and that's amazing for the, the reasons you had mentioned. It's, you, you have all of this perspective, all of these different places to or different people to learn from, but at the same time, you kind of lose the ability to really get to know them oftentimes. So, uh, for that reason, we only have nine teachers and really everything we do is built around this idea of uh, smaller community, but online as well.
1: Okay yeah because the the concept of when you think of these big giants like um yo glow or, or alo moves you think that um it's that that's not for me like I, I i i i don't know to start your own platform seems like a big jump but the first time i heard of this was when i did do my 300 hour teacher training and i so when i did the teacher training Br- brownie Smythe, who's one half of Rice Yoga, mm-hmm. she talked about her friend, I think her name was uh well I hope I don't butcher the name here, Virginie Duval. Um she's the this lady in Toronto who's supposedly started her own uh little uh kind of mini version of uh, of Yoga Glow. And um Briany Smythe basically said, you know, if you have an internet connection and you have some uh, technical expertise or you have a way to outsource those technical expertise you have a video camera and a mic you could essentially start your own platform and I thought wow it's true actually I mean it's not that straightforward obviously but <laughs> you could um, get the ball rolling uh, you, you don't have to wait for say Yoga Glow or, or um, Alo Moves to ask you to come and be a teacher on their platform you could create your own um, so how did you actually go about it?
0: Yeah, great question. Uh, and I, it's totally true. I mean, that's, there's so much technology available to everybody today. If you have an internet connection and a computer that can process at some capacity, like some reasonable capacity, you can pretty much do it. Um, so to answer your question, uh, the how of doing it was a lot of trial and error. Um, I've never done anything like this before. My background is in mostly mostly business and analytics. Um, and so I'm coming from a background where most of, Everything I was doing was more like reporting, uh, communication, presenting information. Uh, nothing ever really technical. Uh, so mm. the whole thing for me was trial and error. But the I'd say the thing that carried me across everything was my, you know, my my focus on a lot of detail and and really high quality. And so at the beginning, when I first started out, the quality was just like <laughs> completely unacceptable. And I'd say over the over the course of time. Where I'd see these points, it's like, wow, I really need to improve that. I need to make this better. Um, doing it really all myself, um, I was able to sort of learn that it is very accessible to anybody who wants to build a website or an online platform. But if, mm-hmm. like you like you had mentioned, if you don't have technical expertise, there's a lot, there's a there's a major learning curve, especially if you want to do it right, because um, you start mm-hmm. to run into a lot of technical things that um, are just Beast, beasts honestly like you want to you want your video to play anywhere in the world so you have to have a content delivery network that it can handle that and you have no idea <laughs> or at least i didn't i had no idea that that was even a thing i thought you just post the video somewhere and then it just plays everywhere but <laughs> like not at all that's not how it works <laughs> um but but no you, I, do, I go ahead gone. yeah go ahead
1: so do, so do you how much of your stuff
0: do you outsource uh, zero <laughs> that's uh and by design, um I went into the project with the mindset of uh, I want to learn as much as I possibly can about everything that has to do with this. I want to almost like um and the Steve Jobs example, right like he originally built all of the <laughs> before I say anything, I don't want to be Steve Jobs <laughs> by any means <laughs> um but but with Steve Jobs, his whole point was he wanted to be able to understand the whole process so that he could really effectively manage the whole process. And so mm-hmm. um, from the website to producing the content to recruiting the teachers, um, you know, the editing all of the content, doing all the customer service, all of that has, has been me thus far. Um, and that, you know, that isn't, a, is, that isn't to say that, like, I, I'm special in any way. It's just the way that I decided to do it. Um, and I I, you know my goal has been achieved I've learned a ton of stuff and I've really learned a lot of what I don't know throughout the process I mean there's so much more to it there's so much more that I want to know Um, but Mm -hmm. over you know there's there's plenty of time to learn it and I've had so much fun doing it like that's the that's the other part is I chose this for a reason and every step of the process has been I mean honestly just uh, this, this term gets thrown around a lot, but I would honestly say life-changing. Like, it's truly changed my life doing, doing this project.
1: Hmm. That's interesting because, okay, well, actually, to, to, to clarify that or to expand on that, how, how has it changed, changed your life in, in terms of, because it sounds like a lot of hard work in areas that you may not, on the face value, may not be an expert in.
0: Yeah, no. So, yeah, um, I guess the, the number one thing that I've learned is humility. Um, like I said, my background, I, you know, I was in business and I had, you know, business degree and and the whole, the whole thing. And, you know, in that position, you tend to be surrounded by type A kind of people who really think a lot of themselves. And it's hard to not feel that yourself because it's kind of part of the survival mechanism. You need to, you need to fit in and you need to be able to cooperate with all of these people. Um, and I wouldn't say that I was like a, nar- like a narcissist or anything, but at the same time, um, you know, coming out of that job, I felt like I could take on the world. And I quickly learned that I really, you know, I n- <laughs> very well could not do that. Like that wasn't what wasn't going to be the reality. Um, and so humility was, I'd, I'd say, the number one thing that I've learned. I'm not the master of the universe. I'm not this person who can do, you know, everything without any issue, without having to work through it. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, like other than technical things, that's like, that's the number one thing. And then from there, um, you know, my approach to everything has really been, you know, a lot more, you know, building on that idea of humility, a lot more humble, like everything that, everything that we do is built on the idea of trust and honesty. And, um, I'm not trying to, you know, all of my teachers are, are in it with me and we're all, we're all together in it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it comes down to humility. So, so you mentioned about the
1: the the job you had before. What what areas um, of what skills did you learn before? Well, firstly, what what were you doing before?
0: Yeah, so <laughs> I I was in Hollywood, actually. Uh, so as in, uh, as in the movie
1: scene, the, the, movie, okay, scene.
0: I mean, the, the movie, movie scene,
1: the movie industry,
0: the movie industry. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. So okay. basically, um, I was part of a team that was sort of. Have you ever heard of uh, Moneyball?
1: The um, the movie about baseball?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was actually originally yeah. a book, and before that it was a sort of a movement in uh, Major League Baseball where they were really focused on analytics and trying to choose players and build teams based on numbers, essentially. Like their on-base percentage was a, a really major stat that they were looking at. And so uh, this movement of analytics in industries that weren't traditionally focused on analytics was this really cool new idea and I was part of a team one of the first teams to try to do this in Hollywood so Mm -hmm. um, this analytics division uh, was designed to kind of figure it out like how do we how do we use analytics and how do we use data to make better decisions in the movie industry and Mm -hmm. so I was sort of uh, taken as the jack-of-all-trades type guy I had an MBA so they and I was coming right out of business school so they were they basically asked me to be the, the person who could do a lot of things, um, <laughs> I guess similar to now. <laughs> uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do, run, run reports, present the reports, uh, come up with new ideas, work with our development teams, work with our quantitative analysis teams, and try to bring everything together to, to make sense, <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and where we landed, uh, outside of doing like a few green lighting projects where we choose the, the specific movie we're going to make and, and casting that movie, choosing the specific actors who are gonna be in that movie, um, we kind of found ourselves in um, digital marketing, actually, because that's where most of the data is. I mean, if you've run, ever run a Facebook campaign or a, uh, any sort of paid digital marketing campaign, you see how much data is there. And for an analytics team, you're only as good as the data you have. So we we ended up doing a lot of digital marketing. So that was that was where that was where most of my time was spent.
1: Well, I mean, as you said. Um... The, the term jack of all trades almost sounds like um like, like it doesn't sound very desirable but in <laughs> fact i i've realized and i actually posted up about this yesterday on instagram that i do everything myself as well i mean i mean obviously i'm not on the same scale as you are but i'm do um you know all my graphic design all, for my podcast do all the audio engineering i even try to make my own theme tune yesterday i have no musical yeah. background at all I just I just downloaded a keyboard um and then tried to compose and it was it was it ended up being 3 hours of complete waste of time disaster <laughs> but but sometimes that happens when you're trying to figure things out for yourself you go down an avenue but also I think you don't have so I don't have the skill and essentially I spend my time between YouTube and Google trying to figure things out uh like how to how to do coding or whatever for my, for my website but the the thing about being self-employed is that I've I realized that when you don't outsource something and you do it yourself, you have to gauge how much time do you spend on something and what return is it gonna give you? Like for example, you could spend a whole day on the color of your logo. Is it important? And you know, and it's in, it's good to keep auditing yourself to see, uh, otherwise
0: I, I run off, you run off and end up doing things you enjoy doing instead of things you know you should do. So that's a, I mean, so I don't I still haven't figured out my approach on that because I would say the lo- the color of the logo is important and it might yeah. actually it, you know like it, it's in, an important thing and it might be worth your day. Um, yeah, and maybe, yeah. you know, it might be. I, I, you know that's and it's hard to know like there's nobody behind you who's been there before oftentimes saying like, yeah, like definitely spend these next five hours on that color. you know mm-hmm. there's nobody there, so you need to go off of whatever you think is right, obviously. Um, but to me, like I'm, I'm a, just the way I take things, like I, I'm happy to spend five hours on little things like that. If it's, if it makes me feel like what I'm producing is something I believe in. Um, Mm. you know, so like things like the littlest details, um, and even the things you don't do are almost, um, you know, the, the things that you spend time doing and choose not doing, that's all part of the process. And I think, you know we're all trying to do the best we can no matter what we're doing and you know nobody's ever been in your shoes at this time with your background trying to do the thing you're doing so even if mm-hmm. you're even if you have a mentor that's saying like hey do this or do that that might be wrong too you know so we, we only have our our best guess and that's where I mean it always comes back to this humility to me because you know we if we think we know that's probably a really good sign that you probably you don't know especially if you're trying to if you if you're trying to predict the future you know you're you know you're only as good as your your trial and error I would say
1: well so why did you I mean as you said when you're on your own and you don't have someone over your shoulder telling you what to do it's um it's it's a humbling process and and, um uh, but why did you because the work you did in Hollywood sounds kind of interesting why did you leave that
0: yeah, it was interesting, honestly. And, and I, I didn't leave for, you know, any sort of, I wasn't disgruntled. I wasn't like this upset employee. Uh, I just had always wanted to start my own thing. And I always wanted to put something out there that I produced that was, um, you know, I wouldn't quite call it like art, <laughs> but like a service to the world that, um, that I created, that I feel 100% you know behind. Uh, and you know, Hollywood is, is a interesting place. I don't know, you know, what you've, heard about it (laughs) but uh you know yeah what have you heard about it
1: (laughs) i don't know really i mean um, i'm kind of on the outside so sure it it sounds like quite a shallow place and uh (laughs) full of people out to kind of get one
0: over on you Um, So I wouldn't it wouldn't be my my ideal destination. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bit like that. (laughs) It's a bit like that (laughs) Um, And not to say that that's there aren't amazing people who work in Hollywood. That's by no means what I'm saying, but um, You know, there's there's a lot of stuff and a lot of products that get sold in Hollywood that you know I I didn't feel extremely strongly about and the process of selling them wasn't really the way I, I didn't believe in it wholeheartedly and so even if the work, the work was interesting, like we were doing some really cool analysis and I got to work with astrophysicists from Harvard and MIT and super experienced web developers. And I was surrounded by people who were just better than me all the time, which was, you know, my, I was super lucky to have that. Um, but at the same time, I, I, sorry, go ahead, you can go ahead. No, no, so I didn't, didn't uh, say anything, oh, sorry, go. Ahead. Okay, no, yeah, so at the same time, um, I'd felt like I'd kind of reached a point where I'd learned as much as I was gonna learn there. Uh, and it was finally time to, to do my own thing, uh, even if it was the wrong decision. Uh, I had I'd always wanted to start a business since I, you know, since I can remember, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And I had so many ideas in the past and all kinds of things. And ultimately, the reason I never did them was because I didn't really believe in them. Uh, at the end of the day, I would be ready to pull the trigger and I'd be ready to do it, and then uh, I would just be like, you know what? I don't really care about this. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it may be the best <laughs> idea. It may be like this. It's like, you know, definitely going to make money, definitely going to profit from it, definitely going to, you know, quote unquote, be successful. Um, But I just didn't care enough to to really do it. So this was finally the the thing that I cared 100% about and I could I could really get behind it. So um, Mm. that was it.
1: Yeah, I think if if you if you're um, you create something, your your level of care is just uh, it's just completely different to if you're working for someone else you know i found that when i worked in in, in jobs for someone else my motivation was uh, recognition then it was praise and then it was financial and right. then when you get when you get that and after a while that kind of wears off and then you just want the financial and then it's never never enough um, that's, what I, that's what I found anyway so then you you leave that job you go to another job in a similar industry and you, just because they offer you a few thousand more and uh, it's kind of it's that circle of when I think now that although yes it is kind of painstaking being self-employed and, and f- trying to figure things out there is that sense of satisfaction when you hit publish on something you oh yeah i think oh i created that from nothing Heck, um yeah. it you know you know you're talking about like uh, the color of the logo and design and stuff like that um and th- that being important um which, which I, I get i get where you're coming from with that what where did you the name come from then
0: yeah no no thank you for asking um so uh the ice water, the, the name comes from um, the, the saying, having ice water in your veins. Uh, it's one of those sayings that like, I would say it's like a 50-50 split between people having no idea what it means and being kind of weirded out by it <laughs> and people <laughs> having a really good sense of what it means. Um, so having ice water in your veins basically means uh, or is inferring that you're really calm under pressure. Uh, and so ultimately what this gets back to is, is my dad actually. So um, the business as a whole um, and w- who we're aiming to serve is, as I described before, like the people who um, really would probably wouldn't do yoga without something like this. And the dedication of the project is actually is to my dad who uh, always coached my teams when I was growing up and actually raised myself, my brother and my sister, um, as a single dad all the way through. And my, my mom actually wasn't capable of doing it. So uh, he took it all on and was able to coach all of our teams raised us with everything he had and we saw him you know every day going to work putting the suit on doing his best to to make it work with his three kids and constantly sacrificing himself um and looking back on it now it seemed like you know literally every day was like a clutch moment for him (laughs) like he he prided himself on on never missing a day of work um and he instilled that in us we didn't miss a day none of us missed a day in high school none of us missed a day of school um we were just like him and you know it wasn't the most glamorous uh upbringing at all but it was the best upbringing i could have ever imagined um my my, so (laughs) before i get way too lost on that on that train uh it's, it's a dedication to my dad and the reason that connects to ice water is you know there was always this sense of pride in my dad's eyes when somebody or especially me when i was ever clutch in a in a game or something I did, he would always talk about like ice water and like you have ice water in your veins, Joe. Like you're the you know you've got you've got that your your clutch basically. And so mm-hmm. you know um, it's 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 actually really it, it, I've come back to that so many times over the course of building this business where you know it's so ironic like there are moments in the business where you're just like man like what am I doing this is just (laughs) this is just uh, not working I'm horrible at this blah blah and then you see the name of the business and it's like man like, I need to like do I have this am I actually clutch like can I actually persevere under pressure can I be at my best under pressure when things aren't going so great Um, And so it's a constant reminder about what it's like to start the business. It's a business and it's a constant reminder um, about my dad.
1: Okay. And um, well, that's that's an interesting story. It's a a, a nice story as well. I mean, I think uh, it's um, to have that, as you said, to remind that is is really good, especially when you're, when you sometimes you hit a roadblock, which you cannot do uh, often when you're self-employed and you've got no one right Uh, behind you to keep you going um so you mentioned before about the how you describe ice water being yoga for people that are a bit uh, uncomfortable with arms and and the clothing Mm -hmm. what um so say if someone was sitting at home and they're looking at aloe moves they're looking at yoga glow and they're looking at ice water what would be the kind of the, the, the the um the persuading factor for them to sign up with ice Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd say the number one thing they would see with us is simplicity. Um, When you go to most apps and most websites, you'll see a lot of features, you'll see a lot of teachers, you'll see a lot of symbolism and a lot of things that may not be the most comfortable to you. Uh, But for others, it may be, incredibly comfortable and you know we're not trying to we're not trying to be yoga for everybody like i mentioned before and you know very very likely there will be somebody who sees yoga glow ala moves or any of the others and us and choose somebody other than us and that's okay that's that's fine um but when somebody sees our platform if you know a low number of teachers with a lot of classes is something that speaks to them if they start to notice that the class previews have Pure plain English, and we're not trying to get you into this crazy pose, and we're not trying to be any anything that's really extreme, right? We're not trying to get you to do, you know, h- h- really any sort of extreme practice. We're trying to really help you really build a consistent practice, and a, and more than anything, a personal at home practice. So the mm-hmm. the 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 piece that I think you can get lost in um, in some of the other platforms is is part of their differentiation, and part of what makes them great. Because all of the features they have are amazing. They can, you know, remind you to take a class on a specific day, or they can lead you through a program, and they have little check boxes as you go through the program. Uh, and it's motivating, and it's, and it's amazing. That's, that's great. But um, in my own experience, I've found that the most powerful practice, and especially at-home practice, comes from when the motivation comes from within you. And so when you don't have all these features that remind you to do things, and you don't have all these features that maybe you don't even use or confuse you and a lot of teachers that you don't necessarily know and you're you haven't taken a class with them because they're one of you know 50 um, it becomes Mm -hmm. harder to sort of create your own journey and and um, make it make it very personal so um, Mm -hmm. again the all of these things are are really um, I would say kind of qualitative right there's no there's no way to really say like we're the middle we're the middle ground. We're not trying to get you into an extreme pose, and we're also not trying to um, trying to get you to practice any sort of um, spiritual or any anything that may not feel very comfortable to you at first. Um, we're this middle road that just wants you to have a very regular, at home, consistent asana practice.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think that's that sounds. From looking at your website and looking at the the teachers. Um, no one i mean there's a couple of i mean very physically impressive people on the, on the, your site but no one looks what i would say could call intimidating really um right. whereas if i find if you go on to allo moves um <laughs> and if you look at their some of the some of the teachers and some of the stuff they're doing is just insane um it, It's insane. uh, There's one there's one chap actually that's kind of uh, Will. Will looks a bit uh, intimidating. (laughs) Kind of a big, big guy. um, So he's a
0: um, he's a big teddy bear. He's a big teddy bear. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You take one you take one class with him and you you completely get it. He's he's amazing. He's amazing. He is a big dude though. I ask him all the time, like, dude, do you lift? He's like, no, I don't lift. He's just naturally like a big dude.
1: yeah but um but it's funny how like I think a lot of people that do online yoga they are intimidated by a public class and or mm-hmm. that and they don't have the knowledge to do their own practice so that's why online ap- appeals to them but when you first thing you go on to, when you go to Ala moves they've got a, a a looping video of um actually bronie Smythe who who I know and, mm-hmm. and and I have massive respect for but she's doing this crazy stuff you know like splits and the handstands and scorpions and stuff and I think if someone's seen that they think oh that's not for me because I right. can not do any of that yeah this yoga business is not for me and if you go on to yoga Glow, it's more um, it's a little bit more I feel a softer and friendlier and they have um, areas of Yoga glow where you can just do breathing or meditation so it's not just about the physical asana um, so I think there's there's definitely a market for that and as you said if Icewater is more so about simplifying things so that people um, um, don't have to worry about um, things being too spiritual or too athletic. Then it's nice to have something a bit more accessible. Yeah. Um, what yeah. you mentioned you mentioned earlier about the the app. What's what's going to happen with that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's in development. It's happening. Uh, making a ton of progress and and having built the website, I, I can say that building the app is honestly so much easier uh, in, in the process of building the website I thought I had deleted the entire website at one point uh, and I, I I, actually did but I, I had a backup of it with thank God like thank God somebody told me to do backups and have that going regularly and it was literally like four months of work that I had just deleted without, without knowing um, so none of that's happening <laughs> to answer your question about the app none of that none of that's happening um, uh, it's, it's essentially a, an extrapolation of the website where um, everything is, again, as simple, simple, simple as possible. We have three sections of the, of the app. It's every class that are very easy to filter. Uh, we have courses, which there are 30. All of them aim to be very d- different from one another and go towards specific goals that you might have in your yoga practice uh, And a favorite mm-hmm. section. Like literally those three things so you can take you can filter all of our classes you can take courses in the in a specific series uh and any classes that you favorite will be in the favorite section uh that is okay. that is it and so that's again we're in, we're aiming to be the the simplest way to get into a, a real physical physical yoga practice um and i think one thing that i i forgot to mention that i really do want to mention um is our teachers um and i don't know if you're going to ask this but i just want to make sure that i I do mention this out here for anybody listening. Um, you know the, the the piece that I I think has even has made this process a lot easier. Um, it, and you know going it alone is is obviously challenging, but when you have amazing people around you, that is that really truly makes all the difference. And, and this isn't like just talking. This is this is really um, the experience I've had. I, I recruited all of our teachers. Um, and literally every one of them have had my back since day one they all show up every single week and, and film classes with no promise of any future return there's no upfront payment there's no anything they're actually my my partners technically in the business they have a share of the revenue uh, and so the most the most fair way I could think about building this business was to have teachers that I that really spoke to me when I went to their class and I really you know I thought that they would be amazing teachers for people who were just starting out with yoga and really wanted to to learn the practice Um, and I found that they weren't just that they were just um, amazing people who didn't who didn't need um, any sort of any sort of promise other than the fact that I was going to work hard and do everything that I could to make this thing a you know a success for them so um, Mm. I I just I think that's just really something to mention other than the the humility piece which I kind of wish I mentioned this earlier too is the surrounding yourself with amazing people? Because again, like there are times when you're starting something, no matter what it is, um, where you have doubts and it's challenging, and then you go in. In my example, you go into the studio, and there's whoever you know. Any of the nine, te- any of the other eight teachers, other than myself. Um, you know smiling ready to like excited to shoot did not even asking about the check that i owe them you know like not no. even not even asking and of course i give them the check but the you know they're just there to to support it and be part of the project and um support me so i just want to mention that it's it's really important uh it has been incredibly important to me to have these people um as part of the project
1: yeah no absolutely no that's that's, that's good i think it's interesting as well they're um uh, they have a, you know, if the company does well, then they do well, which is really, which is really cool. Yeah. Have you thought about any, you know, a shark tank or I don't know. I think it's called shark tank in America or Yeah. yeah, they call it dragon dragon's den. Have you thought about any anything like that?
0: Dragon's den. External sounds, investment. Dragon's den sounds way more intense than shark tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dragon's den. Uh, I would, yeah. I would do either. I would do either. I mean, it is if it helps, uh, more people do yoga, I'm, I'm game. Uh, that would be that would be cool actually uh you know it's it's one of those things where i mean my approach to it and the way i think about it is like you know if if i can if i can share this with um with more people then then why not even if they roast me i'm sure they would i'm, I'm sure they would roast me um but <laughs> <laughs> but uh it would probably be a really good time so yeah do you do you know anybody at dragon den maybe we can we can set something up
1: <laughs> Well, it's funny funny you say that i used to yeah. work for a company who um, one of the dragons from Dragons Den is uh, was our main investor. Um, oh wow! When I, I worked for an artificial intelligence company, but um, but it, w- they didn't win the money through Dragons Den. They got investment um, from yeah. um, it's like doing is it called series? Uh, yeah, funds, series A, kind of, series B, yeah, like series the, A, that, yeah, that, yeah, that kind of stuff. Traditional, um, so, traditional, um, yeah, he's, 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 <laughs> traditional exactly. Um, but in terms of um, promoting your business, what have you found? Because I noticed that you, you – did you start a podcast?
0: Yeah, so what we, we did. We did, yeah. So it's it's basically all of uh, – or a selection of our classes just in audio form. So we, we haven't done huh. like a full-on um, a full on like this type of podcast. But, um, hmm. yeah, just a way for another channel for people to start to get a sense of, of what we're doing and what our classes are all about. Um, so, yeah, okay. that's, that's – you know uh, it's definitely out there and the you know again all towards the idea of of just putting putting it out there and seeing and really giving people an opportunity to experience it in a way that um makes sense to them so what do you find is the
1: best medium for promotion as in like uh... Instagram, Facebook. I wonder whether probably not put it Facebook, but or yeah. what's or a direct marketing or or a newsletter. What's been the best way to promote your business?
0: Yeah, yeah. The the best by far is is word of mouth, a hundred percent. And and there are um, channels that you need to make sure people are aware of it to to get the ball rolling. Um, this actually gets back to my days in in the movie industry where I, I actually had expected this coming in. We did this massive, like extremely. Uh, expensive study, <laughs> like super expensive study, where we were looking at what were the what were the influential factors in a in a movie's uh, box office success from the standpoint of the inputs you can put in beforehand. So basically, what marketing what what works when you market a movie, um, and even though we had a massive sample size and we had a you know a, a ton of examples in a in a really really rigorous approach to the to the process to the analysis. Uh, at the end of the day, the only thing that had uh, significant and positive influence on box office uh, was word of mouth. And so mm-hmm. all the digital marketing, all the TV marketing, all of the print advertising, all of the everything else that happens was basically null. Like there, was, there was no um, conclusive evidence to say that they, were, they had any positive impact on box office. Um, but word of mouth was the only thing that we saw. And so I kind of came into this with that expectation. Uh, and it's totally true. I, you know, the, the way that the business has grown um, and the people who, who, who stay around, I think that's the most, Im- the most important part of this business is, um, you know, people staying on the platform and enjoying it for a long time. Uh, you know, the, the people who stay are generally have found it through conversation uh, as opposed to this sort of like one-to-one like, hey, I have this thing, why don't you buy it? <laughs> you know? okay. It's more of like, it's more a softer um, approach to marketing.
1: It's funny that with all this technology, uh, word of mouth is still the most effective. I suppose people they trust what their friends have to say, and I, and I think with social media, it can be a little bit saturated. It was, you know, Instagram, for example. You could spend ages
0: putting something up putting like putting most it, and someone just scrolls past it <laughs> yeah exactly you care so much about it that comment is just like or the the description you put is just like so thoughtful and then it's like nah yeah. i'm good <laughs> i
1: know because then the next new thing comes along you know what, um, what what what
0: what's worked for you like what what's worked for you with like promoting the podcast i'm curious to hear you know what's worked for you um,
1: well, I suppose speaking to people that have a large following on Instagram works for me. Um, so, it, for example, after so, so spoke,
0: not me, it,
1: <laughs> uh, that's OK. Though. Well, but then, then again, I mean, in te- well, it's hard to measure, though, because I got a lot of numbers from, say, when I spoke with Devin Kelly, mm-hmm. but what's more important the numbers or the people that are actually in in contact with you and i'm not saying those people aren't quality people who are relevant to what i'm doing um but i i so it's very hard to measure i mean followers i don't think i think followers is very misleading i think what's what would be more important for me is people to follow me who who enjoyed the conversation as opposed to um Someone might have seen, for example, that I did a podcast with someone who has 80,000 followers, which I did last week, and mm. they may follow me just because I was speaking to this person, not because they actually listen to the podcast right. and follow me because they like what, what, uh, the content. So I could speak to someone who has 1,000 followers, but if you know, 500 of them actually listen to the whole podcast and then follow me, that's a more valuable follower. Mm. Um, so, it's it, people sometimes people follow people because they have a high number or because they're associated with other people that have a high number uh, of followers. And I think it's not a good metric to, to, um, to prioritize. So, I, but I, I will say that I suppose this, yeah, the, 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 to answer your question, Instagram is probably the most effective.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I think you also raised a really interesting point about quality versus quantity, right? Like you can have fewer followers, but more passionate followers, and that's probably all you want, right? Everything mm-hmm. else is just like a vanity metric. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Everything else is just like, oh, man, I have, uh, I'm past 10,000, so that puts me in this new category, and now I'm, I'm this special, and now, oh, and I have six figures worth of followers. Um, but how many of those mm-hmm. people actually care about what you have to say? I think that's a really important point um what what uh, have you have you like modified your approach to to instagram given like what you've learned and it seems like you know it's a relatively new podcast like how are you how have you sort of adjusted along the way
1: how have i adjusted my approach on instagram
0: yeah or any anyway and like as you've learned like what have what have you what have you adjusted
1: well the the main thing i've adjusted is that I have only been on Instagram for a year and a half, and I didn't understand what what it was about. Why would you put up pictures of yourself? And then <laughs> I realised that yeah, it was a good way to promote promote yourself if you're if you're doing something, especially that involves um, a physical yeah physical practice. So therefore, I thought, okay, well my I seem to be quite good at these arm balances. Arm balances. So I'll just put pictures off of me doing doing. Balance on my arms, and then people would uh, like that. And I thought, okay, so then your ego kicks in. You're like, yeah, like
0: totally. People like arm balance. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm people pretty People cool. like arm
1: balancing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'll do, I'll do more of that. And then I realised that one day uh, I thought, I thought I'm going to break my neck if I try and keep pushing the envelope, <laughs> yeah, doing this totally. crazy arm balancing. Totally. You know, like I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing a handstand on a ledge on a beach or something like that, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what am I doing? Like, I'm risking my life.
0: <laughs>
1: so, so. So part of it was that, and also the, another part of it was I could get people coming to class saying to me, um, feeling inferior because they couldn't do an arm balance, mm. and mm-hmm. and I didn't like the way that I was putting a message across to say that this is what yoga is. So about three or four weeks ago, I put up a message saying, look, this is essentially uh, dumbed down gymnastics. It's not <laughs> yoga. It's yeah. part of it, but it's not yoga. And then i kind of turned a corner then i started posting more pictures of like the other day it was me in in the water just in the beach and it's a very very simple one it's one of my most ever liked posts Hmm. and i'm not even doing i'm not doing yoga in it and i'm trying to what i'm trying to do now or what i enjoy doing is taking really nice photographs interesting photographs and then having a um a post behind it that actually means something and 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 when i say means something i mean I try to be as real as I can um, and I think maybe it's a very English thing that I'm not always in a good mood I'm mm. not always grateful I'm not always feeling humble or yeah. uh, like we we watch these people on on um, Instagram and every day they're like, I'm um, having avocado smoothie and yeah. doing my practice and feeling su- feeling super grateful for all, and all this stuff. And for me, some days I feel like shit. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and, Or some days I, I like I, I started reading some Carl Jung and he talks about um, our dark side and how in order for us to achieve enlightenment, enlightenment, or um, we have to face our shadow and the fact that we are we are all capable of badness and that we all have badness inside us and that really a good person is someone that faces that badness or that that shadow and learns to uh or endeavors to be good despite that badness instead mm. of saying oh every day is great and i'm and i butter wouldn't melt in my mouth as they say in england
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what was that
1: but, butter wouldn't melt in my uh, mouth uh, okay i don't know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. that's actually, actually that's the first time i've said that in about 20 years so <laughs> we say <laughs> first like, i've heard if it. you say it's some if you say like someone who pretends to be innocent they're like oh the butter wouldn't melt as in like um they're trying to pretend like they're they're um innocent yeah um, i don't yeah. know why i use that use that turn of phrase but anyway um so now my 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 sh- I don't have a I don't have a strategy actually. My now is just I just post up pictures that I think uh, look interesting, and I say things that I really mean. And I'd rather have this brings us back nicely to this point: a thousand true fans than mm. fifty thousand um, that aren't true. And uh, there's a, a brilliant paper written by a chap called Kevin Kelly, who he is. Um, it's actually Tim um, Tim 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 Ferris who who mentioned this um, on one of his podcasts and the thousand true fans so if you say for example you're a yoga teacher you have a thousand what Kevin Kelly calls true fans so a thousand of them will follow you on Instagram maybe five hundred of them will read your newsletter maybe uh, you know three hundred of them come to your classes and then two hundred of them come to your your yoga teacher trainings or your workshops and then a hundred of them come to your retreats or your trainings you know, essentially, you're better to have those fans because they're more likely to stick with you than someone who's following you because you've got a six pack, or someone who's following you because you can do a handstand.
0: Yeah, no, I th- I think that's I think that's brilliant. I actually, I heard that same exact um, logic from a from a guy um, S- Seth Godin. I don't know if you know Seth Godin. Yeah. Um, but a really, I mean, amazing marketing mind, um, and really all about authenticity, um, ultimately and building value. Mm. I think that's I think that's exactly what you're mentioning, right? Is like, at the end of the day, we're teachers. And so, literally, your Instagram po- posts are an extension of your teaching. And so, are you teaching, yeah. are you teaching, uh, you know, every day is a sunny day and just, you know, be oblivious to all of the things that maybe aren't going so great? Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's part of your teaching, and I think that's a, a responsibility we have. You know, I think there's a, a major distinction between a yoga instructor uh, and a yoga teacher and if you know if I have figured started to figure some of this stuff out myself it's you know are am I trying to is this about me is this about you know doing all the crazy poses and having everybody you know put me on this kind of false pedestal or am I really interested in in reaching people and helping them and and, and teaching um, I think those are very different things and it, and it makes me think of like you know like if you were a, a college professor, a university professor, you know, who, like how effective are you if you're just using all these big words that nobody understands? Right? Like, sure, you know them. You're impressive. You've written all the papers, and you're this this thing. But how? Why does that matter? You're you're just a you're just a, a single entity, um, kind of reflecting on yourself as opposed to helping other people. Um, and so I think I think it's a really it's an interesting thing because Instagram is so um, visual, right, like it's so about the visual and it's so about, um, not just visuals, but visuals that stand out amongst the masses, right, like where there's so much stuff being posted every day, you know, how is your stuff gonna actually catch people's eyes and have them actually read it? Um, and I guess one method is to shock and awe, which is like the, a strategy that like, a, you know, commonly used in like the news and media. Um, or like is are you posting stuff that people look forward to for other reasons and they're always going to stop on yours because they know there's something there that others you know other <laughs> shock and awe type posts won't have um, but I, 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 yes. I think it's really interesting what you just said though because like that's um, I think that's a really a, a, a change that I think a lot of people never oftentimes never make so it's pretty cool to hear that, that you've made it
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's. Um, I've lost a few followers from it, but <laughs> that's yeah, what happens. All good, yeah. all good. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, exactly. Um But um, so I so, see. Yeah, Joe, that's that's that's. Um, we've been gone through a lot there. What? So the yeah. next thing for you is the app. Did, uh, did you mention there's going to be? Have you got an idea as to when you'll launch that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> giving specific dates, I've learned, is probably not the best idea. <laughs> I've done that before, and it's it's not gone well. Um, but soon, I would say in a matter of months. Um, that's probably like the most accurate depiction I could give. Um, we still need to test it. It still needs to be like really um, put through the put through the ringer and, and tested a lot. But it's very close um, in the in the timeline of apps, how apps go. Um, so that's coming. Um, and right now, the website is fully functional. It's fully mobile optimized, so uh, it works really well on mobile phones. It, 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 oh, it you know, so that's. That was my goal from day one, was to start, start with a website that works on mobile uh, and looks good and, and functions well, and then move to the app. So um, that's all there, um, and yeah, that's it, ice water yoga. If, if, uh, if anybody's interested, um, I'm, I'm happy to talk with people. I think one thing that we're, we're starting to explore a little bit more now is this concept, um, again, getting back to this idea of, of making this online experience more personal and more studio-like. Um, really curating specific courses for people so if, if anybody's interested in a specific set of classes that will help them work towards a goal in their own time in their home and not something that's automated by some algorithm something that's actually curated by one of our teachers um, that's a new a new feature that we're we're gonna start testing a little bit um, and so why not I, I mean we literally haven't put anything out in terms of this yet but might as well do it here uh, I think that'd be a pretty cool place yeah. to to do it, give your give your listeners a little special uh, sneak preview. Um, so okay. if anybody if anybody wants to do that, they can um, email us or at info at icewateryoga.com. Okay, nice, no. exclusive. As, as exclusive, this is actually exclusive. <laughs> like like okay. we we haven't promoted this at all, um, but we're ready to do it. It's just we we've kind of haven't really uh, decided how we're gonna put it out there yet. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. No, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, no. and thanks so much. That was really interesting. No, thank you so much, Kev. I appreciate the opportunity to be on here with you, and this was uh, this was fun. Cool, man. I hope to chat to you soon. All right. All right. Thanks. Jay. Same.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, I have with me Lucas Rockwood of Yoga Body. Lucas is also the host of the Yoga Talk Show, which is one of the first ever yoga podcasts and one that inspired me to create this podcast i'm doing now so i'm really looking forward to chatting to him next week as always it will be out on a thursday that's when i publish my episodes if you're enjoying the the podcast i'd really appreciate a review on itunes five stars once again it's always preferable Uh, the more ratings i get the more i can do this um, because i really like it and i hope you do too so have a great week and chat to you next week